0: Movie, movie, film, film, film movie, movie, film, is, is it, it a movie, movie, movie film, film, or movie, film, 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 film is, is it a movie, movie, film, is it a movie, great movie,
1: or film, film. a movie, love that movie, or film, haven't heard of that is film. film, movie, is my favorite film. movie, or film. film, I'm a bit of a
2: cinephile, hey,
1: you're tuned in to another episode of movie,
2: movie, film, film, this is the podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film, yeah, I'm Nate, and man, glass tables are acting weird tonight.
1: And I'm Terrell, and I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum.
2: Um, for some reason I'm thinking The Sandlot?
1: No. Did no, we no, just no.
2: watch this? I just
1: watched it. Oh, okay. You didn't watch it with me. Uh It's They Live.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Some reason. I think I think I was just watching something with a am here to do blank or do blank. They, they, I was dazed and confused. Okay. I'm here to drink beer yeah. Yeah. And we're all at it. Yeah. Okay. They live the you know glass why?
1: tables are sure acting weird.
2: Mm-hmm. Or so, I mean that's not exactly but
1: I don't know. Is it Alice in Wonderland?
2: Uh game night.
1: Game night, okay.
2: Yeah, It's a another things go wrong when yeah. you think you're just playing a game movie. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about Jumanji. Yeah, we, we are, not Zithara. Did people guess Zithara? No, they didn't. I was oh, just okay. making the clarification. My brother guessed Game Night, oh, okay. which is why I quoted Game Night. Oh, okay, nice. Based on the hint we gave last week. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Jumanji, we're doing the uh, the original, 1995. 95. Joe Johnston starring Robin Williams, Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Don't get confused. Don't, Don't you dare. <laughs> uh before we talk about that yeah should we talk about some stuff we've been watching yeah whatever we've been watching we 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 actually watched a good a good amount of movies together this past week yeah we
1: did we did we found some time uh the first one i have is out of sight
2: yeah since we watched uh jackie brown together on 420 i've been um dying to revisit out of sight especially Mm -hmm. because you hadn't seen it before yeah and I had a feeling you would like it. Mm-hmm. So we did it. We did we it. We watched it. We watched it. I felt sati- satiated. <laughs> I was like really horny for re- this movie.
1: You were really just like, I need to see this movie right now. And you, you asked me for like, I don't know, like three days straight or whatever. Like you Because
2: wanted- I'd been wanting to watch it. It's yeah. kind of
1: like how you did um, the beach Bump. Right.
2: Yeah. I get excited. Uh, yeah. Did I build it up too much? Too much hype? Um...
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it was good. It was good. I think I liked it. I already told you, like, what, uh like, my critique of it was, was mostly, like, the the editing, like, the cutting of the film Mm -hmm. itself was kind of bothersome to me. But, like, overall, it was great. Jennifer Lopez was great in her role. It was... There was, uh, like her first scene when she's sitting at the table. Yeah. And she's like acting and she's just, she's doing like. She gets like, the
2: gun from her dad. Yeah, she's yeah. getting
1: the gun. She's like moving stuff around. I don't know. I was just like, I was into it. I was just like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, yeah, I'm into it. And, you know, George Clooney Just playing George Clooney. I, I, I wouldn't say there, he plays George Clooney. There's a couple
2: Clooney. different George Clooney's that he plays. I though. feel like he's mostly like a
1: smooth guy. And so this one, they really leaned into that. And so he got to be really smooth.
2: So I guess he usually plays like a smooth guy. And then the differences are that like in the script, either his character just thinks he's smooth and he's not. Mm -hmm. Or, holy shit, that's Danny Ocean. He's the smoothest guy in the world. Yeah, This is a a little below Danny Ocean. You could definitely tell this was uh, Steven Soderbergh and George Clooney maybe trying out some stuff for Mm -hmm. what would become the Ocean's trilogy. Yeah. I like Out of Sight better than any of those Oceans movies, though. Yeah. And um, I think it might be one of my favorite Steven Soderbergh movies in general. Yeah, really, really fun crime story. Mm -hmm. And it's like the whole thing with the federal marshal falls in love with a convict, an escaped convict. Like, that should not work. It shouldn't work. But it it works so well in this movie. And like, they know it shouldn't work. And I think Mm -hmm. that's part of why it works. Like, Mm -hmm. they're That first scene together in the trunk when uh, they're talking about movies. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I never never liked how the the guys always fall in love so quickly or something. (laughs) (laughs) They fell
1: in love very quickly. Yeah.
2: It was like, while they were having that moment, they were commenting on it. Yeah. I like
1: it yeah um it's 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 funny because I didn't realize that uh the the guy that wrote the book for out of sight also wrote Elmore the book. Leonard, yeah same guy that wrote the book for Jackie Brown also wrote like for like get shorty and be cool and all that mm-hmm. stuff and then I could kind of I could kind of see it I could picture it all being this this one universe um especially like out of sight and get shorty and be cool because like they have like all this like kind of quirky music yeah to them and it's heavy and um Jackie Brown doesn't I think that's the the thing that kind of separates it for me I think is the music
2: well yeah that's Tarantino he yeah Tarantino like doing the
1: music and like really grounding it and, and, and like the sounds that he chose mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah definitely like the characters I was just like oh yeah that makes sense that makes perfect sense
2: yeah and um in both Out of Sight and Jackie Brown, uh, Michael Keaton plays. Yeah. pops up. That same character. You, you
1: wear a shirt that says undercover. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
2: um, we also watched uh, Fargo together. Yeah, we did. I got to it. As I've been speaking about for the last few weeks, I've been mm-hmm. revisiting the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished Barton Fink, which I mentioned last week I was in the middle of. And then you wanted to join in for Fargo. Yeah. That was your first time? That was my first time watching Fargo. Oh, geez.
1: Oh, geez. I liked <laughs> it. I mean, I was I was into it. I was just like, those accents, I was just into the, like, those, like, Middle American, like, mm-hmm. Dakotan accents. Yeah. It sounds like music. Because it sounds <laughs> like they're, like, like changing notes while they're talking and stuff. Um,
2: yeah, it's the voice. And it's also, like, the the way they speak. Yeah. And it's like the, the Midwestern, like, niceness. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has to be so polite. Yeah, if, really nice, yeah. Even if they're, like, in the middle of a manhunt. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And William H. Macy was really good. He just has that, that, that face, those eyes, mm-hmm. yeah. He just looks really innocent. He's doing something really dirty. And uh, Francis McDermott was great, yeah. too. It was funny because I didn't realize, like... We had watched this this YouTube video where they broke down the story pretty much to me. They kind of spoiled it. Hmm. But then when the movie started, within like the first five minutes, they exposed that. So it wasn't like it was a secret. Like like the movie purpose uh, was to... Yeah, it, start, it starts to, with a plan. Yeah, it starts with the plan. It wasn't to expose it, really. No. It was just like to watch it unravel mm-hmm. very Well wrongly. And, and it, it goes wrong. Yeah, it goes very wrong. <laughs> Um, and I didn't realize that her character was pregnant. It was just like this great yeah. plot device to pregnant like pregnant cop Yeah, pregnant cop out on the road and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it just added to like the comical part to it.
2: And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Robert Deacons. Roger Deacons' uh cinematography mm-hmm. on Fargo. I mean Barton Frank was his first movie with the Coen brothers and mm-hmm. I enjoyed that because uh, I was getting a little tired of Barry Sonnenfeld's visuals. Mm-hmm. Then Roger Deakins comes in. He does Barton Fink, and then Fargo is just like,
1: yeah, that's, that's next, just next level. Yeah, just what he did things, with white, and yeah, the snow. yeah, with the snow. It was just like, this could have been like washed out, and like even when they were doing like the credit scenes, like they found like that that right like whitish blue mm-hmm. to like over like overcast it, <laughs> and then like fade into like w- what like the scene really was. Yeah, it was really
2: good. Yeah. I like I like the way mm-hmm. that looks. We also watched Black Orpheus. We watched Black Orpheus. 1959 mm-hmm. movie set in the uh carnival of mm-hmm. uh, Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a take on the classical Greek myth of Orpheus. Yeah. And it's the film that introduced bossa nova to the world. It is. Yeah, well that's the tagline. That's the tagline. Okay. It's taking credit for it. Okay. <laughs> Uh
1: That was a random random pick. Yeah. That was a very random name. It, it had night. been on my
2: watch list for a while and he yeah. wanted me to put on music and yeah. I wanted to keep watching movies. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll put this on. Okay. How about some Bossa Nova? <laughs> um yeah, my cousin told me to watch that like a
1: like a while ago. She she really enjoys that movie. And then when we was watching it I told her i was like i gotta tell her we're watching it and she was just like yay you know you guys can talk about it on the podcast this is us doing this that. is us doing that this is us doing that this we're talking is, about it yeah
2: really interesting seeing it after having podcasted about guava island the, yeah. the childish campino yeah. hero murai film which uh it's clear now took a lot of inspiration from black orpheus yeah but this is the source this is the source this material this one also has i mean that we joke about it, but I guess I say this a lot. It has good cinematography. <laughs> I like the way it's shot. I mean, Rio is just a beautiful city, yeah. but they're on like uh, mountaintops yeah, and on a uh, cliff. Just lots of outdoor. Uh, like, even when they're inside, they're kind of outside. Yeah. Just because of the nature of their uh, houses. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been really enjoying watching movies set outside lately. Mm. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs>
1: Longing for the outside world. Yeah. Staying on the inside. Yeah, d that that Black Orpheus did some some really cool things in just like taking an old story and like putting it into like a foreign lens. hmm You know what I mean? And, and a very just-
2: culturally specific, like carnival is like a, a big part of Yeah. Um, yeah. Cultural tradition. Yeah. So just rooting yeah. it in that. But yeah, I was
1: watching it. And I was just like, I could just like pick out all the things that uh, Donald Glover and his yeah. team saw and was just like, oh, I'll take this, I'll take this, I'll take this ooh, the, the color blue, like what does that mean, <laughs> and like carnival and oh, the, like the taking caged that, bird. yeah the caged bird, all that, the and good the, like the, just the, the, the hero the, being a singer with a guitar yeah, all that, with the
2: button down opened, yeah. shirtless underneath mm-hmm. it's a good look yeah <laughs> Um. yeah, I really liked the ending to it too, which I won't spoil
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really beautiful ending with, uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's tragic and then it's really beautiful. Yeah.
2: And the story takes like, I think like the, the movie's like halfway over before there's any like real conflict Yeah, in the story, which I like. It takes so much time in the beginning to just establish setting and character yeah. and just lets you, um, live in this world Mm -hmm. until you have to worry about death (laughs) yeah until you have to worry about the actual story of Orpheus coming true right yeah (laughs) uh then yeah we really did watch a lot together we did we watched Crooklyn last night
1: yay we watched Crooklyn yesterday on this 26th anniversary didn't even realize that yeah Spike Lee was tweeting about it Yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, Wait, what I, are the chances? Cause
2: I had like a triple Spike Lee joint mm-hmm. feature. Yeah. I watched uh, Do the Right Thing, Clockers, and then I asked you what your f- favorite Spike Lee film was. Yeah. Spike Lee, joint. Spike Lee joint. Is it a movie or a film or a joint? It's a joint. <laughs> and your favorite Spike Lee joint is Crooklyn. Yeah. It's yeah. not what I, was, I didn't know anything about it. It's yeah, not what I was expecting from the title. I thought they were going to be like Crooks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Crooks and like. And like Brooklyn, Robin, and shit, and just yeah. like be like a, a a crime movie, but no, it's not. It's like a coming of age yeah tale that uh, I really enjoyed. I've I feel like the first time I seen, it, I was really young when I first saw that movie. I probably saw it in school. They probably wow. showed it in school. Um, and yeah, I was just amazed by it. Yeah, it's one of those ones you see as a kid, and it like. It changes. It like opens your eyes, and you're just like, mm-hmm. "Wow, yeah, this is this is beauty." I'm on screen. You know what I mean?
2: Well, for me, it was one of those films you watch when you're 27. <laughs> and <it> <laughs> 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 um, yeah, this was ri- the script was written by Spike Lee with his brother and sister, mm-hmm. and it is like a, a retelling of their family uh, history. Mm-hmm. And I really like these kinds of movies where directors go back into their past and explore uh, their family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like family dramas, and when it's, like, personal, it comes through, there's just a lot of details that yeah. don't necessarily push the story forward, but it's it's just, yeah. like, it's important to know that they're watching yeah. a, a Snagglepuss cartoon.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really liked it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, you watched Do the Right Thing for the first time as well.
2: Yeah, I've been doing the wrong thing, but yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen that. You know what it is? The The movie says Do the Right, like that's the title of it. Yeah. And I just, I rebel against that. So yeah. Like, don't lecture like... me. <laughs> no, this uh, Do the Right Thing would have had a very, very, very strong impact on me had I seen it like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It had a it had a big impact on me now still, but I I really missed I missed out. You missed out. I missed out on the moment. It was yeah, great yeah. though.
1: Yeah, it was great. So it's, it's another good one. I think it's it's top five Spike.
2: And part of the fun of watching uh, three Spike Lee movies in one day is also getting to watch three Ruth Carter movies in one day yeah. because the costumes in these uh, the three movies I watched were just breathtaking. Like. Yeah. Uh, talk about details. Yeah, just Especially every single the color character. Do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so much different color in every character since it's set in one day. Like mm-hmm. they get one costume, and it really uh, adds a lot of personality because mm-hmm. there's a lot of characters in that. Yeah, but they're all memorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You watch anything without me this week? I
1: watched one movie without you. I guess. <laughs> Want to talk about it? I watched Killing Them Softly. Uh, with Mr. Brad Pitt. Um, it was, I enjoyed it. I wanted to see this movie when it, like, first came out, but then kind of forgot about it.
2: I think I saw it in the theater.
1: And, uh, I was just, like, I was, like, wild, wild as soon as it started. And, like, that that sound started. And it's that real, like, rugged sound. And then it's, like, it's cutting between Obama's, um, like, um... I don't think it's his inaugural speech, but it's it's just one of his campaign speeches, and it's cutting between that and just like this really rugged sound, and it's doing it slowly and then it's doing it quicker, and then the names are popping up, and it's just I'm like really drawn into like yeah like that and the way the way that it like it handles its violence and its gun mm-hmm. scenes are like really really interesting, like the like the slow motion and, and like just the brutal honesty of like some. Seeing someone get shot in the head and how that's portrayed, yeah. And it, it was also really great to see one Ray Liotta not be hmm. like the tough bad guy, he's kinda, right, yeah, he's kind of the chump. And I was in never a movie where like he
2: could have been the tough, like it's a yeah. movie full of tough bad like, yeah, guys, it's a movie, but, yeah, yeah,
1: true. And they put him in the in, in, a, in a role opposite of him where he was getting yeah. beat around, he did, he played it well too, he did, if I recall correctly, yeah. I wasn't like yeah, I was into it. And then also it was good to see uh James Gandolfini. Yes, James Gandolfini. And one in one of it, his last roles. In one of his last roles. I was like, oh, this is nice. He popped up in it and he's just like this out of touch hitman that can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And all that was just like it was really funny and really entertaining to watch and he we lost a good actor. I also a good actor.
2: remember really liking Richard Jenkins and that.
1: He was the guy that was like the middleman, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And like so it's good. that last line, that's <laughs> iconic. That's writing. That's mm. writing. That's I live in America. America's is a is a business, and I'm paying my fucking money. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: spoilers. Ugh, oh,
1: it's so good.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good um, crime movie that has some some nice political undertones.
1: Yeah, and like watching it today, watching. Mm. they they yeah watching it today with like the political shit. climate right yeah it's a <laughs> knowing whole other no it went from there yes exactly from from obama's like God hope damn. and change to what what we have now it's just like shit yeah well
2: it, it came out like late into obama's second term i think mm-hmm. but it's set either before his first or in the beginning of his first yeah
1: like right before his first yeah, yeah. so
2: they had a little bit of distance to the the recession mhm but still, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's crazy to revisit now. I watched this documentary that I'll only speak briefly about. It's on Hulu. It's 69 minutes long. There's no dialogue. Are you sold? <laughs> <Yeah>. It's short. <laughs> okay. Um, it's called The Challenge. And it's about um, a bunch of falconers from uh, Qatar. They're Qatari sheiks. Mm-hmm uh super super wealthy, like obscene wealth, okay, which you might need to take place in these falconing competitions um a falconing competition, what is that? I don't know, because the movie didn't tell me, it just showed me, like, these crazy images of, like, these guys with falcons, and, like, they're in a private jet with falcons, and that's crazy, because birds can fly on yeah. their own, but now they're in a plane. There's also a part where uh, one guy's driving around the desert in a Ferrari, and he's got a cheetah in the, in the uh, passenger seat. Holy shit. Like, that cheetah can run, you don't need it in You don't need a car. But it's, like, when you have a that much money. Space. <laughs> 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 um... I guess it's like you see how far the distance they can go. I don't know. The movie doesn't... What's interesting is that it's not a luxury documentary at all. Mm -hmm. It um, just drops you into this world and just floods you with really beautiful images and stuff that makes you think and also makes you think what the fuck. And there's no dialogue the whole time? Uh, There's some points where they're speaking, but it's not... uh, like, the audio isn't in the front of the mix. It's muffled, and it's not translated or subtitled. Okay. Okay.
1: Interesting. Yeah. And it's on Hulu? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: That's... I mean, I watched a lot of other stuff, but that's the one I wanted to highlight this time. Okay. Uh, We also watched the Aladdin trilogy the whole trilogy I sat down I was gonna watch the Guy Ritchie Aladdin remake. you started it I got a half hour in I had 90 minutes left and then I stopped it and you I looked stopped up, it at a friend like me I looked up the runtime of the original Aladdin which is 90 minutes so I was like okay I either watch 90 more minutes of this or I can watch the good Aladdin <laughs> and it's right there on, on Disney plus so That's I, right I chose the good Aladdin and I have no uh reservations okay. I feel all right um Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Will Smith's A Friend Like Me. Mm -hmm. And I I had a thirst for my childhood. And you joined me. I did, I did. And then we watched the two direct-to-home video sequels. Yeah. (laughs) I I like Aladdin. I had only seen Aladdin and the third one, Aladdin, uh, King of Thieves. So return of Jafar was new for me, and I think the third one was new for you. Right? yeah,
1: the third one was new for me. I remember pieces of uh the return of Jafar, and I also remember watching the cartoon mm-hmm. so when it came it came to series. like Iago becoming like a good guy becoming a part of the team, I remember that
2: well that, yeah, and that's like the whole plot of. Aladdin, The Return of Jafar. It's funny, we finished Aladdin, and you're like, you know, there should be, like, more to that. Like, Jafar goes yeah. into the lamp. What happens then? I was like, isn't that the sequel? Yeah, and it was. It was there. So right we watched there. it, yeah. 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 Um, that one, the music is all, like, re- kind of sounds like remixes to the original songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the third one, they have all new music for. Yeah. And... I think the third one's better than the second one. Yeah. Obviously, the first one's the best. That's my ranking.
1: The fr- yeah, the first one's definitely the best. I mean,
2: Gilbert Gottfried sings two songs in the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I, I love th- Iago, but two songs? Two songs? <laughs> With that and Gilbert Gottfried voice? I don't know. They
1: they made him sound good, or like they found a way to like work his voice in. But that didn't. need it to could do have it for been two songs, way more annoying than what it was. <laughs> it's Gilbert God. Gott- you know that voice? Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it, it worked. Um, I think the animation in the second one is like probably the worst. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not
2: an animator. So like. No, they it was a home to direct to video yeah. sequel. They yeah. probably had like their, their B or C team on it. Yeah. So. Or probably um, not. But the first sequel. one is like remastered, yeah. and
1: remastered and they didn't remaster the other one. So right. it's definitely just like a downgrade when you watch them like consecutively like that. True. Yeah, you can see it.
2: I still like, I still like it. As problematic as that world is, um, I have an attachment to it.
1: Mm -hmm. The genie, what a great, great character they made up! That could just and just perfectly cast. Say everything, can make any reference, could.
2: it, oh by the end of the third movie they had referenced every single Disney movie yeah. beforehand in the Every
1: in single trilogy. Disney movie bringing in like uh uh people that aren't even existed yet in, like that <laughs> world yeah, like right. just like okay so and like bringing in like some really old references mm-hmm. too. Well it's for the parents There was yeah there was like the this 90s. Bing Crosby uh <laughs> reference that the Genie pulled and I was like well that wasn't for the kids No <laughs> like, no no I didn't get that as a kid but now I get it now I know who Bing Crosby is you know
2: yeah another slight against the second Aladdin return of Jafar is that Robin Williams for some reason had a dispute with Disney didn't return mm-hmm. they got Dan Castellaneta the voice of Homer and many other characters on The Simpsons mm-hmm. to do it and he does like a Robin Williams impression yeah he's it he's trying to do his best yeah and he doing... did he, he voiced the jet genie in the series too yeah I think it works yeah I think but... it's really good when Robin comes back for the third one, King of Thieves, it's like, oh shit, Robin's back. Yeah, Robin's right, back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's great.
1: Yeah. And so yeah, I mean it, the the genie is now like this this legendary character because of Robin Williams, right? And the way that he performed it. That mm-hmm. is kind of like the the genie format. So I feel like Will Smith was kind of like he was in a tough spot from the beginning. Or oh, anyone yeah. that would have took that role because one, you don't want to do a Robin Williams like impersonation. You don't mm-hmm. want to impersonate it, but like by creating a new genie, you, you, you have this uphill battle
2: because, because it's still the same story. Yes. that I'm familiar with and the yeah. same supposed to be the same songs. It didn't really sound like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't see, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I can't make a full mm-hmm. statement, but I think one of the things that didn't work for me in the first half hour of Aladdin was that Will Smith as the genie, they were trying to make the genie cool, mm-hmm. whereas Robin Williams as the genie is not cool at all. He's like a complete buffoon. Yeah. And just just wild. Yeah. And I think that that was a, a critical decision, but I see why Will, Will Smith would go in that direction. Yeah.
1: It's a fresh prince. It's yeah. the fresh prince of genie.
2: Exactly. Yeah. The fresh prince of Agrabah. Alright, <laughs> ready to talk about some more Robin? Yeah, I'm ready to talk about Are some you? more Robin. Oh, let's this let's, is great. Let's do it. Let's yeah. un, let's unleash Jumanji. I'm glad you decided to buy this place. I'm sure that you and your
0: kids will be very happy here. Every house has secrets. Everybody in town thinks the place is haunted. But what happened in this house, little Alan Parrish, he just vanished about uh, 25 years ago, is a mystery that began a long time ago when Alan Parrish was just a young boy who made an incredible discovery. Jumanji, you want to play? Alan, look. In the jungle, you must wait until the dice read five or eight. 26 years later, Peter and Judy Shepard are about to play the same game and make an incredible discovery of their own. Are you Alan Parrish? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everyone thought you were dead. Now, i never shaved before. They must roll the dice. You're playing the game I started in 1969. I'm gonna have to play. And finish the game together. It's not my turn. Whose turn is it? Sarah Whittle? Alan. 26 years ago, we started playing a little game.
2: Whoa, God, sir! Alan, I spent over 2,000 hours in therapy, convincing myself that it doesn't exist. Sarah, Sarah,
0: we're all gonna sit down, we're gonna finish it.
2: Jumanji is a 1995 American fantasy adventure directed by Joe Johnston. It's loosely based on the 1981 children's book by Chris Van Allsburg, and it's the first installment of the Jumanji franchise, which is a thing. Yeah, it's a because franchise. Because they made two sequels yeah. in the last, like, five years, mm-hmm. which you haven't seen? I have not seen them. They're not bad. They're not bad? Okay. The, the first one, I would say, is actually good. <laughs> The second one is a, a sequel to a studio comedy, so right. it's
1: right more of the same.
2: Right. Okay. But but bigger. Okay. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I was like when I first heard that they were doing a like a sequel and it was going to be like a video game and they were throwing all these stars in there, I was just kind of like, "No, like what? No one asked for this. Just like leave it alone."
2: And better than them just redoing. I I think better than just a redo, a remake.
1: Yeah. They yeah, evolved just it for modern audiences. I just wasn't here for it. Um, I heard good things about it. I mean, I like The Rock. I like everyone in it. I like The Rock. I like mm-hmm. Jack Black and Kevin Hart and all of them together. I think they're all very funny.
2: And they all get to do, like, body swap yeah. stuff. Yeah, but
1: I was also, like... I don't know. Robin Williams sensitive.
2: Well, that's how I felt. I get yeah. it because we were just talking about Aladdin. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I was kind of just like, nah, I'm gonna just stick with Robin Williams. I, I'll just see that one. And um, so
2: this was a, the first one. that's a big part of your childhood. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, I watched
1: this uh, quite a few times as a kid. It, it used to be or on just, uh, just Robin Williams in period as a kid. Yeah,
2: it used to be on Fox Family or ABC Family. Yeah, ABC. Now Freeform.
1: Family. It used to be ABC Family. It used to be Fox Family.
2: It's Fox Family. Then Disney yeah. bought it. Yeah. And now Disney bought Fox. I guess they were yeah. just a little early on that one. <laughs> uh, this was like... The first memory I have of being scared in a movie was watching Jumanji. Because mm-hmm. it's a kid's movie. They're yeah. uh, a family film, ostensibly. Mm-hmm. But it's scary. It's thrilling. And, re- and re-watching it, I see why. Because like they Joe Johnston, the director, did like some horror stuff with it. Yeah. With like the camera movements and the jump scares mm-hmm. and uh just stuff with sound. Yeah. Uh I'm here to say Jumanji holds up. It does, it does. Uh visually. Visually her, like surprisingly well. Yeah. Was that th- th- was it a real lion?
1: It was partly, like, when it first popped out the shadow, it was, like, practical. So, like, they built it. Mm. And then once it's, just, like, jumping around, jumping downstairs, I'm going to say it's, like, it's CGI. But it's pretty good CGI.
2: Yeah, or they did it, they used it sparingly enough that you don't yeah. have time to be like, wait, that looks weird.
1: Yeah, and when it's in the bed, when it's in the room, it's it's uh practical again. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of this stuff they, I would say the stuff they—I would say—the only thing that was CGI the whole time was the monkeys. Mm. The whole time, yeah. But everything else goes in between between being practical and being. But they CGI. didn't really
2: have. It was nineteen ninety five. They mm-hmm. didn't. They didn't really have CGI like that back then, did they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, like, Jar Jar Binks was, like, the first, like, CGI character. But nah. I guess the monkeys weren't, like, full characters. Yeah. They could put monkeys. Yeah. Okay. Jumanji. hmm Should we get into it? Yeah, let's dive into this thing. All right. This starts with uh the title, which is Jumanji, and it comes on the screen via, uh like, green gas. Mm-hmm. There's smoke uh, mirroring how the... uh Riddles appear in yeah. the uh, the crystal in the game. Yeah, the little crystal uh, circle. Yeah, and okay. then I I completely forgot about this opening. We start in 1869. Yeah,
1: it's an old game.
2: Oh, yeah, timeless, right? Yeah, it's
1: a timeless game, <laughs> and uh, it's been terrorizing people ever since. Um, there are these two kids that are trying to get rid of it.
2: Yeah, they're they're burying uh this chest.
1: Yeah. We don't know what it is yet, but um as they the, we can tell that there's one they're scared, two it's nighttime, and three as they start to bury it, you it starts playing drums. You hear the drums. You hear the drums. Yeah, it's like a heartbeat almost.
2: Mm-hmm. And and then we uh, fast forward 100 years mm-hmm. into uh, 1969. It's 100 years. We're in uh Brantford, New Hampshire. Mhm. And we meet uh, a kid, Alan Parrish. Mm-hmm. Young Alan. And he's uh, relatable because he's got bullies. Yeah. And he's running from them. Yeah. It's a bike chase. Yeah. We, through the town, we get to see the whole, uh, the whole town. Yeah. It's a like good thing to do within the beginning of the movie because later we're going back to the whole town and seeing mm-hmm. how it's going to get messed up. But right now, it's a, it's a nice... Um, American town. Yeah. Yeah. Nice New Hampshire mm-hmm. town. Small
1: business is thriving.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh he's uh being chased on his bike. Yeah. He ends up at his dad's company. It's a yeah. shoe company. Yeah, it's a shoe factory. So he he loses the boys for now. Yeah. Uh at his dad's shoe company, we meet Carl. Yeah. Played by David Allen Greer. Yeah, Dag. Yeah. I forgot he was in
1: this. Yeah. He's good yeah and he has this idea for um oh right, he's got a prototype. He got a prototype for a sneaker,
2: and it just looks like a like a kind of shoe that's big in 1995, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. the joke is, damn, this guy would have been good if, yeah. if Alan didn't make him lose his job.
1: Yeah, pretty much because um uh, he hands it to Alan, and Alan puts it down on a conveyor belt, n- mm-hmm. not really thinking about it, and then he turns to uh talk to his father. His father being like being the boss, not having being right. much time mm-hmm. for like or love or love <laughs> or yeah, or affection for like his son in his dilemma. He pretty much just tells him to like man up, you know what I mean? He and says, face your affairs if you're afraid of on.
2: something, you've got to stand and face it. Yeah, it's dad's advice. Yeah, then they turn on the machine, mm-hmm. and because Carl's prototype was in the way, yeah, it fucked shit up. Yeah. <laughs> which is not how they say it in the movie. But uh, Carl ends up taking responsibility for it, yeah. even though Alan fucked it up. Yeah. So Carl loses his job. Yeah, he loses his job.
1: That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he had he had this bright idea. He was about to change his life. Oh, he could have been a billionaire. Yeah, he could have been a billionaire. <laughs> um, But no, young Alan ruined it. Um, And he doesn't even... He doesn't own it. Yeah, he doesn't own it.
2: He just runs away.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, in pursuit of the boat, by, uh, not in pursuit, pursued by the bullies once again. But yeah. this time he stands up to them.
1: Yeah, takes his father's advice.
2: And where does it lead him? an ass kicking. Yeah, they beat him up and they steal his bike. <laughs> yeah, they give him a black eye. So good good thing he did what his dad said. Yeah, yeah. He ends up uh, near a construction site and we hear the drums yeah. that we heard in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And as he gets closer to the construction site, the drums get louder and faster, mm-hmm. kind of leading him
1: yeah to uh, this dirt wall where mm-hmm. uh they haven't dug up yet, but uh they made it easier for him to be able to get to <laughs> right yeah, he pretty much just
2: <laughs> brushes off yeah, some brushes dirt. off some dirt and he uncovers the chest yeah and opens the chest and uncovers the game yeah, and I really like the um the prop design of the Jumanji game because Mm. like the it's made out of wood and like the, the letters spelling out Jumanji are protruded. So when he uh, wipes off the dirt from it, like the first thing you see is just the words Jumanji since they're raised carved out. Yeah. Um, The game just looks really cool. Like I remember even after watching this movie a couple times as a child, I still kind of wanted to play Jumanji. It looked like a cool game. Yeah. (laughs)
1: yeah definitely I was just like yeah I'll play that game plus I feel like I could have
2: made better decisions playing Mm -hmm. that game than the people in the movie playing it like Mm -hmm. agree to finish the game before you start it right and just (laughs) and play through and play through and just keep going keep going keep going in in this movie they stop yeah they stop to to let things terrorize them until they take the next turn. (laughs) uh Alan takes the game home Mm -hmm. and uh he, he peeks at it yeah but his mom is talking to him and distracts him he doesn't notice it but the piece like stands up on its own yeah he's distracted by his mom Mm -hmm. it's
1: two pieces too right Mm
2: -hmm. um his mom played by Patricia Clarkson Mm -hmm. of um Sharp Objects and uh Tammy one from Parks and Rec uh so it's a so it's a nice house they live in yes very nice they're very rich people (laughs) um I was actually thinking, what if, like, the Jumanji, like, they played in, like, a studio apartment? Oh, man. Like, how different it would have been. Very. Like, during the stampede scene, I was thinking, like, it's a good thing they have all this space in the house. Like, yeah. they, they can just run into a different room. It would have been a freaking <laughs> demolition, that whole thing, when it came down. You, you summon the line, and there's nowhere to go, so it ends there. Yeah. Yeah, you just get out your apartment and close the door. Um, Alan's fighting with his dad because, uh, and they're having this discussion as his mom and dad are on the, on their way out for like some black tie gala yeah. where his dad's being honored for being like an important businessman in the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as they're on their way out, they're like arguing with their son about how they're going to send him to boarding school Yeah, and how called so Cliffside, which yeah. is cute. It's a uh,
1: it's a family tradition. Tradition. All the parishmen have gone there to this school, and it's made them who they are. Mm-hmm. But Alan's different, and he yep. doesn't he doesn't want to go. And so, yeah, they get into this argument mm-hmm. where neither of them wants to back down.
2: Right, and his parents just end up leaving, and Alan says, "I'm not going to talk to you ever again." Yeah, his parents leave, and Alan uh, goes inside and starts packing his bags because he's going to run away. Yeah, he's
1: going to run away, and instead of having like the old. The old stick in a, in a knapsack. Oh, knapsack. no, he's got nice luggage. <laughs> he has nice luggage. Nice <laughs> luggage from his rich parents.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, is he throwing there, like, bread or something? <laughs> uh, but his his plan to run away is foiled when Sarah shows up mm-hmm. with Alan's bike, because she's yeah. a good friend. She's a good friend. Uh, but then she starts to hear the drums.
1: Yeah. And he's like, you can hear it?
2: So Alan is reminded of the game. So yeah. he, he shows her. Mm-hmm. And they read the rules, and they rhyme, and I didn't write them down. Ah. But uh, you take turns. Yeah. If you uh rolling the dice, if you roll the same, if you roll doubles, you get to go twice. I think that was one of the rhymes. Mm-hmm. You have to play until you win mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah doesn't want to play because she says she's too old for games. So she drops the dice. Yeah. Effectively rolling. taking her turn. Yeah. Yeah. And the pieces then move themselves. Mm-hmm.
1: It's really cool. Yeah, and spooky. It's it's presented really spookily. Spookily, mm-hmm. that's not a word. It's spooky, <laughs> and uh, it's I don't I forget exactly what the what the board says, but it's something about winged these winged yeah it's, it's hinting or towards bats yeah and then you you hear them and they're coming from uh, the chimney yeah and so they they pop out and it's just a bunch of bats and so they start freaking out.
2: Uh, then um, Alan picks up the dice and he's like trying to put an end to this. Yeah. But then the big grandfather clock, because it's a nice house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the grandfather clock goes off and startles uh, Alan, so he drops the dice. He rolls, taking his turn. I love how he goes. The game thinks I took my turn. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> the
1: game thinks.
2: Um, and I wrote this down the. The next shot is like a fisheye lens, like mm-hmm. from the perspective of the crystal in the middle of the game, we see like Alan hovering over it, reading the riddle. Yeah. I just like that. It's like, uh, just thrusts the viewer into this, uh, fantasy. Yeah. Like it's already like surreal, like using the fisheye lens. Yeah. Like the, uh, and it's the a, game has a life of its own.
1: Yeah. And it's also a foretelling shot, uh, because he's about to foreshadowing uh shot because he's about to be sucked into that perspective. Yeah.
2: Right, so he reads the 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 riddle, and it essentially says that he's got to wait in the woods until someone rolls a five or an eight. Yeah, and then he the woods is in the game, so yeah. he's sucked into the game. Yeah,
1: he's sucked in in this very freaky way. Those yeah. visuals hold up, man. They, yeah, they scary. hold up. Yeah, you like see his
2: essence gets stretched out. Yeah, and he becomes like particles, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then he spins around the room like he doesn't go right into the game. Yeah, it's a whole production of mm-hmm. it just to scare. <laughs> and he spins around the room, like, does a couple circles around uh, Sarah and then gets in.
1: Yeah. And she is freaked out. I'd be too. Yeah, she runs out. She runs out. And the bats chase her over. out. And you just hear her screaming. hmm And, yeah, that's it.
2: That's it. And then we uh, go into the future. Yeah. Present day. 26 years. Which is 1995. Mm-hmm. And now uh, we meet Peter and Judy Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh, two children who are moving into the the mansion that uh, Alan used to live in, mm-hmm. and they're moving in with their aunt Nora. Aunt Nora, because we learn that their parents just died in an a in a accident on a ski trip in Canada yeah. the last winter. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we we meet our our new, yeah, our new main characters with with a tragic backstory. So mm-hmm. right on, you know. Right off the bat, you're on board. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I want these kids to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> these poor kids. Mm-hmm. You think they'd be uh thrilled to be moving into a mansion? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> they're not. They're not thrilled. No. Oh, we should mention Judy is played by baby Kristen Stort. Or, not Kristen Stort, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Baby Kirsten <laughs> Dunst. Uh, right. Who you told me? It's only five years before. Yeah, it's like only five on, years before. Which is crazy because she's Judy so small, right? It's just a small little girl with no yeah. sexuality. Yeah, she just it spurted it up because that's what happens. Yeah, with age, that's life. Uh, and Peter, I don't, I don't know the kid's name, the Peter. actor. But uh, what we need to know about him is that he's not speaking. Yeah. He stopped speaking once his parents died. Yeah.
1: At least to everyone else. He probably still talks to Judy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, we see later. mm mm-hmm. uh, There's Judy and Peter snooping around the place, and uh, they learn the story of what happened to Alan Parrish, except it's not really what happened, because we saw what happened. Yeah. The story they get is that Alan Parrish was murdered in the house, and that's why uh, they were able to move in, I guess. Yeah. No one's moved in since. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I was when they when the extermin that was the exterminator, right? Mm-hmm. When he came in and he told them the story about how his father chopped him up into little pieces and stuffed him right into the wall. All I could think about was searching and how at a certain point like the internet started turning on the father and being oh, like, right. It was the father that did it. <laughs> so it always comes back on the parents, even like when they're mm-hmm. innocent.
2: Uh then we see uh Judy at night trying to sleep. hmm And she hears drums. The Jumanji drums. Yes, But she doesn't uh, chase after them. Instead, she goes into Peter's room. Mm -hmm. And this is where we see, oh, Peter talks, but only to Judy. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sweet. They have a nice sibling relationship. And then uh, Peter hears drums. Yeah. But the scene kind of ends. I guess they fall asleep to the soothing sound of Jumanji drums. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they ignore it for the night. (laughs) Uh,
2: The next day... Uh Nora leaves the children at the house. She says, Oh, you'll you'll go to school, right? And then yeah. she leaves. Yeah. She's new to parenting. Yeah, she's new to parents. She's like,
1: Did your parents like make sure you get on the bus or they like just let you do it? And they were like, They just let us do it, it's fine, you can go. Yep. So, so now
2: yeah. kids are alone mm-hmm. and they hear drums. They hear those drums again. So they go to the attic and they find Jumanji. Mm-hmm. And they begin playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they take out two pieces that get They see there's two pieces the that board, are already stuck like there. magnets, Yeah, you know. so they
2: have to get two more that mm-hmm. get stuck. And uh first roll, they get a riddle, followed by giant mosquitoes. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, how yeah. did that, that freak me out? Yeah, uh Judy grabs a tennis racket. Mm-hmm start swinging at the mosquitoes mm-hmm. they escape through a window yeah
1: she knocks one out breaking the glass and then they all escape out into the world unleash the giant yeah, mosquitoes onto the town the
2: mosquitoes in, on the town and, and back to the game mm-hmm. <laughs> and the next role they summon monkeys like a whole swarm of monkeys yeah kitchen full of monkeys yeah they they're playing in the attic they roll. They get the riddle about monkeys, and they hear the monkeys. Yeah. They go downstairs, and they're all in the kitchen, yeah. wreaking havoc. Wreaking fridge havoc. door wide open, yeah. swinging from throwing, chandeliers, from, throwing knives at throwing them. knives at the kids. Very
1: well, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love how the the monkeys are just like the menacing characters throughout the movie. Like they just pop up, and like they're on a bike. There's something. so many of them. Yeah, yeah. There's so many of them, and then they take over the police station. You know.
2: Yeah, for now they're in the kitchen and then uh, eventually run out of the house. Mm-hmm. And Judy and Peter see that happen. They see the lions leave. So they uh, brush it off and get back to the game, I guess.
1: Yeah, luckily he <laughs> rolled He rolled a double. Right, right so, so he gets, he gets to, to go again. again. And this time he rolls a five.
2: Yeah, right before that roll, they notice in the rules that uh, at the very end, they didn't notice it before. It says that everything will be restored when the game ends. Yeah. So then they say, Okay, it's your turn, go again.
1: Yeah, because they yeah, they do almost stop playing.
2: Yeah. yeah. And uh Peter rolls a five, which has two effects. One, a line is released. Yes. And you you just see the, the pause stomping on the piano at first, like yeah. making like the horror dong. It's yeah. good. But then the other effect, because we saw in the prologue, uh when a five is rolled, Alan is released. Yeah. But it's not the Alan we saw in 1969. No, <laughs> it's
1: real time, Alan. 26 year, years later, Alan.
2: Yeah, Robin Williams in uh like leaves and giant beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, big hair. Very pan. Yeah, very, kind of a Georgia the jungle look. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, adult Alan fights off the lion.
1: Yeah, he knows what's what's to do. He spent 20 years surviving in the jungle. He's run into quite a few lines, probably.
2: Yeah, and he ends up uh, trapping it in the master bedroom. Yeah. Aunt Nora's room. Mm-hmm. So then he, uh, finally, back into the world. Yeah. Alan goes to his childhood bedroom. Mm-hmm. He has a little moment with his old bicycle. Yeah, his stuff is still there. And, and a photo of his parents. Yeah.
1: And he's confused. He He's calling out. He co- Firstly, he congratulates uh, Peter... For rolling a five.
2: Yeah, he's been he says, waiting. did someone roll a five or an eight? And yeah. then <laughs> and then Alan ends up chasing Peter. Yeah. Like, because a lot of shit's been happening. Yeah. Peter's appropriately scared. So mm. Alan starts screaming and Peter runs away. But then mm. he just chases him to give him a big hug. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. And then he starts asking uh, about his mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, after running around his entire house shouting, I'm home, mom and dad, it's yeah. me, I'm back.
1: Yeah. He is met then, with the Yeah, with they the break news. the news. Yeah, that, well, they don't know who his parents are, mm-hmm. but this place has been abandoned. Like, this place has been empty for years, and everyone thought you were dead. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which causes Alan to run away. Mm hmm. Which is like what he was planning on doing before he started playing Jumanji uh, 26 years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he runs away
1: from home. Yeah, he runs away from home to. Um, to the to the factory into town.
2: Uh, right. Yeah. Well, first he um, he's outside on the street, and we see. Oh yeah. Carl, Carl. is now a
1: cop. Yeah, he's
2: now a cop. In a, driving his cop car, about almost hitting Allen, mm-hmm. stops just then, and Alan jumps up onto the hood of the car.
1: Yeah, great reflexes.
2: Yeah. Um. Alan, uh, Carl gets out to investigate mm-hmm. yeah. when Carl's out monkeys come in yeah and they get a shotgun and they shoot the, yeah, the they roof sh- of the car mm-hmm. and they they hit the gas yeah and drive away and with it, the siren they turn with, the siren yeah, on with the too. the siren
1: on and, and and Carl has to like chase after him on foot
2: yeah now um Alan's running around town and we see that it's changed since last time Alan got a tour of the town yeah um, it's the, gloomier it's gloomier the the big statue in the center of the town is vandalized yeah there's graffiti like everywhere in I all for, the buildings I forget what the one store was in the beginning but now it's uh, an adult store triple yeah. XXX adult store and I love there's, they have like an extra standing outside that store just like with a really nasty cough oh. <laughs> <laughs> just to really drive it home that the town's changed <clears throat> yeah and uh, they end up at the now abandoned shoe factory yeah Uh, Alan, followed by Judy and Peter.
1: Mm -hmm. And they meet a squatter there. Yeah, guys living there. Yeah, keep him him, him himself. Really nice homeless man. Yeah, really nice guy. He pretty much tells him about his father um, and it's pretty much like, you know, he spent everything he had, he spent all his time and all his money and all his resources looking for his son. And then he says, I don't think there was a man that uh, loved their son more Mm -hmm. than Mr. Parrish. And you could see it was just like the slow zoom on Alan's face because mm-hmm. he never like he didn't actually experience that, right. that love that this man is talking about.
2: Yeah. And we learned because Alan's dad put all his money into the search for Alan, the business went under. Yeah. And because the business was such an important part of the, the town's economy, the town uh, fell into economic decline. Yeah. The stranger gives Alan a coat. And some pants, and some pants, yeah. So he can look like a, a human being again, <laughs> and and he he tells Alan where to find his parents. Yeah, it, it's in a sad, fucked up way. Yeah, yeah your parents are on Abram Street. <laughs> yeah, which is the cemetery. Yeah, so Alan visits his parents mm-hmm. and gets to bond with Peter and Judy because hey, our parents are dead too. Yeah. 'Cause it's an old children's movie. Yeah. <laughs> Children in children's movies don't have parents.
1: They don't have parents. They either have one parent
2: or a grandparent. Or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh walking back from the cemetery, we see the the realtor that uh walked Nora and Peter and Judy into the house in the beginning mm-hmm. is now in a car accident.
1: Yeah, with the EMT, she actually crashes into the EMT, yeah, right? Yeah, because she's got these stings from yeah. the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. she got another one of those strange, bite- strange bites. Yeah,
2: so Judy, Alan, and Peter take her car. Yeah, and Alan's never driven before.
1: Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so no one knows got, how to drive. He's got
2: the engine revving, but he doesn't know how to put it in drive. He's mm-hmm. like pressing like the radio buttons and yeah. like the top goes down, mm-hmm. and um, and there's a giant mosquito trying to
1: get them right. at the same time. And he accidentally hits a button that opens the... Uh, the roof. The roof. Yeah. And at that moment, he he finally figures out um, how to put the car in drive. And so they drive I off. think
2: uh, Peter does it for him. Peter does it? Yeah. Okay. And then it's not like a car chase, but it's like an exciting driving sequence because it's like we're in this car and the person driving can't drive. Yeah. And But luckily, it's a really short drive. Mm-hmm. They're back at the... At the house and in yeah. no time. Yeah. They they hit some mailboxes and trash cans yeah. and drive on, on the grass. But mm-hmm. they get there. And just in time for Alan to have a makeover <laughs> cuts his hair. Yeah, he's so
1: happy to see a bathroom, he's just like, oh no more banana leaves. <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh look, it's Robin Williams. It's Robin Williams. Smooth. <laughs> get to see Williams. his face. Yeah. And Peter and Judy want help finishing the game. Yeah. Because they've unleashed this stuff and they know that. Once someone wins, it'll uh, reverse the curse. Yeah, but Alan's refusing to play for pretty obvious reasons. Exactly.
1: Yeah, he's just spent twenty six years in the game.
2: Mm-hmm. But Peter gets to manages to trick him into agreeing to play yeah, with, with some, some
1: old reverse psychology. Yep. Yep. Calls yeah. him scared. Yeah, and so pretty much Alan's like, "No, I'm not
2: scared. He's yeah. still a kid." Because Alan's whole thing is standing up to fear. Yeah. Um. And then Alan gives Peter this speech about, like, you, you haven't seen what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this moment of, like, oh, these kids are going to turn into Alan if they don't uh, start going to school and listening yeah. to their aunt and yeah. uh, properly grieving the death of their parents yes. in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it works. Alan's in. Yeah, Alan's in. But the dice aren't working.
1: Yeah, nothing's happening um they soon realize that there are four pieces on the board yes
2: they remember sarah it's her Uh, turn
1: it's her turn yeah he's like you guys are still playing the same game i was playing 26 Mm -hmm. years ago so they have to find sarah
2: yeah and they go to her old house but now it's a psychic's office yeah (laughs) i love this line peter says well just knock anyway she'll know where sarah is she's a psychic yeah (laughs) the psychic is sarah the psychic
1: is sarah yeah long story short who has
2: been through some shit in her life
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
2: mean, this um, is the girl that was playing a game with a little kid that unleashes bats and then the kid gets sucked in and then yeah. the whole town is ruined when the, the father like yeah,
1: um, yeah <laughs> so she's got she trauma she's, she's got trauma she faints once she once he's like it's me it's Alan and yeah she faints She she passes out they trick her into playing. I wait, just like the whole, the whole, whole character being like, I've been through like 200 hours of like uh, therapy, mm-hmm. like convincing myself that this was fake, and in a moment, just like that, when they get her to roll the dice, it's real again.
2: Well, they they don't. Yeah, they they. It's another trick. Alan yeah. says, "Okay, just give me the dice. You can go home." Yeah, she's gonna drop them in his hand. He takes his hand out of the yeah. way. So it's a roll. It's a roll. And Sarah's first move releases a carnivorous plant. Yeah, a bunch of vines, vines everywhere. That grab Peter, mm-hmm. they, like drag him under the carpets. Yeah. It's scary.
1: He's like, uh, stay away from that plant. That one shoots poison. But really what you need to do is watch out for the big yellow plant. And then they're like, what yellow plant? And then that's when Peter starts getting right. dragged. And then it pops out of the, the chimney. Kind of almost like... Uh, um, almost like the thing. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 first monster in the thing and the way it like, opens mm-hmm. up. It's
2: like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan saves the day because there's a decorative sword in a glass box. Alan mm-hmm. smashes the glass, grabs the sword, cuts the plant, saves Peter. Yeah. Meanwhile... Carl finds his car. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Let's beat up. (laughs) We
2: just, like, cut every now and again to to Carl. And, like... Carl in his car. If you're gonna have, like, a movie with a... Like, a a B-story plot that, like, stuff's happening that's not the main story. And, like, I remember always watching this and wanting to get back to the game because it's so thrilling. Yeah. But if you're gonna do that, to have the B-story revolve around David Alan Greer... Yeah. He's a good person to have. He's a good person. anything he does is interesting. Yeah. And, uh... In the context and of he's, this, he's definitely he's, funny. He's really good at like the physical comedy that it needed. Yeah, and just like the disbelief of all the yeah. the stuff that's going wrong, and he's mm-hmm. a, a police officer, so he's supposed to be the authority. But yeah, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. He, he's not trained for monkeys and yeah. vines. And yeah, <laughs> mosquitoes. Um. So yeah, yeah the uh, gang takes makes a vow. Yeah, that they're gonna play through. Yeah. No quitting.
1: Yeah, because uh, I think Sarah's scared that she's going to mm-hmm. get sucked in and then she's going to be stuck in there. And then, yeah, Alan's just like, yeah, it won't happen because I'm not going to stop playing.
2: Right. And yeah. it's cute. They all put their hands in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, uh, Sarah and Alan's hands kind of linger holding each other for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. Cause There's some thumb Something's rubbing. happening there, yeah. maybe.
1: Picking up right where their laugh left, left off, but they're adults now. Mm. Um, so now it is Alan's turn. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's Alan's turn and he rolls the dice. And I forget exactly what it says, but I feel like he figures out what it means.
2: Yeah. It says a a big game hunter is going to come and hunt you. And he knows from his time in the game. Yeah. He's, he's already met Van Pelt.
1: Yeah. The hunter.
2: Van Pelt is played by Jonathan Hyde. Who's the same actor who played Mm -hmm. Alan's dad. Yeah. There's significance to that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this dude just appears with a uh, an old school musket. big game rifle. It's not even rifle. Like a musket. Yeah, there? it's a rifle. Just uh, shooting at Alan.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, chasing him down.
2: Alan runs outside. Um, Carl Once, is once there. again, Carl meets up just yeah, in time. He comes back uh, to that place. Is an inadvertent distraction from uh, Alan for Van Pelt. Van Pelt shooting at Carl, mm-hmm. runs out of ammo. Yeah, Alan gets away. Yeah, and it's like Sarah's talking about what we can't. What's happening? And then like Alan climbs in through the window. Yeah. Like, come on, let's continue. Yeah, he just circled around. Uh, Judy asks Alan, "Is is he why you didn't want to play?" And then Sarah's like, "You also didn't want to play, <laughs> <laughs> Mister. We started something twenty six years ago, and now we have to finish it." Yeah. <laughs> Um, While Alan and Sarah are bickering, it's Judy's turn, so she just rolls. She just goes for it. Mm -hmm. But her roll uh, causes a stampede.
1: Yeah. Something about thunder. uh, Don't stand there; it would be a blunder. It would be yeah, yeah. thunder.
2: It'd be a blunder to stay where you are. Yeah, and they just sit there reading. Like, what could it
1: mean? Yeah, and then <laughs> it means get start out. Shaking, and then Robin was like, "It's a stampede!" And then the the elephants just bust through the wall. Elephant, the rhinos, and rhinos yeah, and zebras, zebras and, and giant pelicans. A pelican
2: at the end yeah. that comes in and steals the game. Of
1: course. Of course it's just it's the last one, it takes the game with it.
2: Flies away. hmm Meanwhile, Van Pelt, out of ammo, finds a gun store. Now there there are uh there's a waiting period and there's, there's a, a lot period. of paperwork you gotta yeah. fill out. Uh but he's got a handful of gold coins. Yes, gold coins. So the, the proprietor of the gun store says, I'll take care of the paperwork. And they shut the store down. Shut the store down. They give him like an advanced like sniper rifle yeah. thing. Much different than the gun he used to have. Mm-hmm. It's Much age. deadlier. Yeah. Uh, they they chase the pelican.
1: Yeah. The uh, um, Alan figures out that it's gonna go to water. Of course, it's mm-hmm. it's a, a seabird, and so they find it uh, out by the water. Yeah. I look down at my phone during this, uh...
2: Alan goes for the Pelican, but the Pelican drops the game, and it's shooting it, down the waterfall. Okay, it's on so a now branch, tray. Right? Yeah, now it's on Peter to to enter the waterfall and, yeah. and save the game and not get taken out by the waterfall.
1: And in a really cool way, he does. In a very cool way. Yeah, it's way. a cool action set piece. Yeah, he, like, he climbs on, and he's able to, like, uh hold on with like the back of his legs bent mm-hmm. around it and like grab the board game and climb back and like Judy and Sarah are like congratulating him and showing him like, you know, support and, uh, Alan can't really. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like his father and that's emotionally stunted. Yeah. And so he kind of just, is just like, that was cool. All right, now let's go.
2: Yeah. And then, uh, Van Pelt shows up nearby and we mm-hmm. see, uh, we see through the scope of his rifle mm-hmm. that he's got Alan in the crosshairs, but once again, just in time, Carl shows up yeah. to arrest Alan. Yeah, and uh, Judy, Peter, and Sarah are like, no, "No, don't, don't!" But then Alan like sees like a bullet fly by. Yeah, yeah, he's he like, "Oh the... fuck!" Okay, I'll get yeah, in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's so quick <laughs> and <laughs> silent. No one notices,
2: but Alan that he almost got his head
1: knocked off.
2: Meanwhile, Peter realizes he's only 10 spaces away from winning the game and ending it yeah so this kid gets the idea if he can like drop the dice so it lands on a 12 Mm -hmm. then they can just finish the game right there yeah but the game knows that he's cheating yeah and the penalty for cheating is that now peter is going to slowly transform into a monkey yeah and it's scary
1: (laughs) yeah it's a pretty cool consequence to have and a pretty cool like time constraint too because if they don't finish it soon he just becomes a monkey right yeah and then he can't play anymore mm-hmm. yeah so the game never ends
2: uh in the cop car alan has a heart-to-heart with carl he reveals his identity mm-hmm. i was that kid yeah <laughs> um and he also admits that he's the reason why his father fired him all those years ago yeah. and he apologizes he apologizes
1: it was really Twenty cool. six years later. Twenty six years later, but, but he, he didn't get a chance. It. He
2: waited till the next yeah. time he saw him. Yeah.
1: The way they handle that storyline is is pretty well because mm. they they see it all the way through. Yeah, I feel like I've seen some movies where they have a storyline like that, and then at, towards the end they kind of forget
2: about it. And it's because really it's the person that was dissed wasn't the main character, yeah. so does awesome. not yeah. yeah, it doesn't
1: matter. But no, it's 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 part of his growth as a character and just like him becoming uh, like. A man, you know? Yeah,
2: owning up to his to his shit.
1: Yeah. Uh
2: Meanwhile, back in town, there's a stampede! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter's hiding in a car. Mm-hmm. And it really looks like it should have gotten him. Like, elephants are stomping on the car that yeah. Peter's hiding in. Yeah. And then rhinos stomp on it. hmm But that doesn't get him. No. Van Pelt approaches the car and steals the game. Yeah. And uh, goes into a department store.
1: Yeah, actually, it doesn't take long for uh, Peter to get it back, though, right? Because they they're like in an alley somewhere. He gets it back, and then they run into the the department store, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And
2: people are looting. Yeah, people are
1: looting. <laughs> yeah, that took no time. No,
2: I mean, you know, Stampede, elephants, rhinos. Chaos. Let's, yeah, know, let's get just free grab it.
1: this uh, tickle me Elmo that I <laughs> couldn't get. <laughs>
2: Uh, the, the department store sequence is a bit of a like a Home Alone type of thing. Yes, they set up yes. some booby traps. hmm
1: mm-hmm. Some fun ones. Uh, Judy drops like uh laundry detergent all over the floor, mm-hmm. which the the Hunter like he slips all over. Yep. Yeah, and then Peter sets off this this trap with a boat that knocks him over. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And um, they uh. We cut back to Carl and Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan has talked Carl into freeing him. Mm-hmm. Carl uh, unlocks the handcuffs. Yeah. But then right away, what, well, says, I think I'm going to regret this. Because then, right then, Alan takes the handcuffs yeah. and handcuffs Carl to his uh, car door.
1: Yeah, and he's going to leave him there.
2: He's going to leave him there. For As he's leaving, safety. he hears the radio call come in about the havoc in the department store. Mm-hmm. So... Alan gets in the cop car and takes the wheel, even yeah. though, once again, he cannot drive. As they're on the way to the store, they pass a motorcycle, which mm-hmm. Carl says, oh, it's fine. It's just the cops. They'll help us. They'll help us. But it's it's monkeys on it's, the cop cycle. Yeah, it's three monkeys. Yeah. The first yeah. one has the, the motorcycle helmet covering his eyes. Mm-hmm. The second one's just having a great time. The yeah. third one's got a gun pointed yeah. at Alan and Carl. Yeah, he has a gun. <laughs> that monkey is armed.
1: Mm-hmm. Back to Aunt Nora. Um, Aunt Nora is listening to like this self-motivation like like audio book mm-hmm. or whatever. And the only part we get to hear is Circum- circumstances are never, ever out of your control. Mm. Which is great.
2: Yeah, because right when the tape ends, she listens to a bit of the radio. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about all the shit that's going down in town. Mm-hmm. So she stops the car. And then the stampede passes. Yeah. So if she hadn't stopped the car, she would have been done. Yeah. But she stops it in time. Mm-hmm. And after the whole stampede, I love there's just like one rhino in the back that's just like lagging yeah. behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so Van Pelt's got the game, got the gang in his crossfires. Mm-hmm. Um, but he explains that he's only after Allen since Allen's the one that rolled the dice. Yeah. In comes Alan in the cop car mm-hmm. through the store, yeah, knocking down um Shelves, yeah, that come down like dominoes to uh to get Van Pelt down. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that was a close
1: one. Mm-hmm. And they're able to get the uh, the board game and just leave, head back to yeah. to the mansion. Mm-hmm.
2: And they're going back, and Alan's uh giving Peter a pep talk. Peter, by the way, now the pro- progression into monkey has been uh taking place, so he looks pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Alan's, like, his pep talk, he's, like, kind of mimicking his father. Yeah. He says, be a man and stuff like that. But then he catches himself. And he um, he actually quotes Peter back to Peter saying, it's all right to be afraid. Yeah. But the whole pep talk, like, Peter didn't really need it. Apparently the whole issue was he has this giant tail growing in his pants. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable.
1: It's very uncomfortable. (laughs) And so Alan just
2: rips a hole in the back. Rips a hole in the back. Yeah so that's that's all Peter needed, so the pep talk mm-hmm. was really more for for Alan to show mm-hmm. us the progression of his character. they worked that i l- I love how they worked that in, like you think Alan's giving him the pep talk to help Peter, but it's really Alan helping himself it's yeah.
1: cute it's really yeah I, all I could think about was like Alan must have been going through to some therapy in uh while he was in the jungle. Because it mm-hmm. takes people forever to come to that realization of like, oh, I'm just like my father. Right. Like somehow I still became my parent. You know <laughs> what I mean? He figured that out pretty quickly. Well,
2: I think I think trauma uh, speeds up. Yeah. Uh, emotional <laughs> uh, cycles. I don't know. Um, Nora flags down a cop. Mm-hmm. It's Carl. Yep. Uh, Carl gets out of the car because Nora says, "I need a ride." Where to? And it's, yeah. the, it's the address that Carl's on the way to. Uh, and it's a good thing carl got out of the car because remember that carnivorous plant yeah
1: it's 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 out in the world it, it grew yeah
2: and a giant vine just sw- like swallows
1: yeah it swallows the car the cop breaks car. it in half and this car has been through everything every time we see the cop car <laughs> it's more beat
2: up yeah
1: right so now it's gotten to the point where it's no more it's gone it's gone uh, it's done
2: carl and Nora, they're they're gonna walk yeah they have to walk back to the to the mansion So our main four, Judy, Peter, Sarah, and Alan get back to the mansion. And by now it's like a a full jungle inside the house.
1: Yeah, the house of jungle. I like
2: the, just the set transitions.
1: Yeah. And then he, Alan walks in and then he's like, suddenly I feel at home, Mm. which is funny because one, he is home and two, the jungle was his home for 26 years. So it's two for
2: one. Yeah. Yeah so they got the game they're back in the mansion Mm -hmm. let's finish it they realize it's Sarah's turn and if she rolls a 12 she can win and this can be over yeah it's almost over but she rolls a (laughs) 3 and it (laughs) triggers a monsoon yeah but they're inside yeah and Sarah says a little rain never hurt anybody but then Alan's like, yeah,
1: sure. And then he puts he on. He says, his, but
2: a little can kill you.
1: Yeah. Or uh, a, <laughs> a lot, lot can, can kill you. you.
2: Yeah. A little rain never hurt anybody, but a lot can kill being you. being
1: inside is not going to spare them
2: any of this. Yeah, the monsoon's inside the house. Yeah. So the house is flooding. Mm-hmm. Also, crocodile. Yeah, it's a giant croc. Uh, Alan fights it. Yeah, he saves Sarah. It was about to be horrible. He saved Sarah. Sarah hmm. And Peter and Judy are uh, finding higher ground, which just means they're clinging to the chandelier. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Nora and Carl reach the place. Yeah. And <laughs> Carl is just they can't get in. Right. And Carl's like, ooh, I always wanted to do this. And he so he wanted to break the door down. Yeah, he always wanted to kick the door down. So he takes out his gun and kicks down the door, but Water starts to slowly yeah. seep out. Oh, very quickly! And it then, shoots yeah, out. <laughs> it's just they it's just like thrown back, doors and all.
2: Yeah, they're completely swept away. Yeah. Uh, the next time we cut back to them, they're, uh, they each, it's like a double door cause it's a mansion. So yeah. they each have one side of the door. They're mm-hmm. on like, like it's a Titanic. Yeah. And just, like, uh, they see the, the crocodile. Right. By them. Yeah. Oh, the, David Allen Greer's facial expression. Yes. When they see the crocodile is so good. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy stuff has been happening, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, <laughs> it just swims past <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, now it's Alan's turn. Yeah. You know the the uh, since the doors were opened, the the house is no longer flooded. They yeah. can get back to it. Mm-hmm. Right before Alan takes his turn, he says, "I've got it." Colonel Mustard in the library with the wrench. Yeah, no one responds, and he That's goes, funny. "Clue." <laughs> yeah, he should have said handgun. It's funny because the act the
1: the hunter Van 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 Pelt Van Pelt is kind of like Colonel Mustard. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's not he didn't have a revolver.
1: No. He had a yeah. New Age sniper rifle.
2: <laughs> um so Alan rolls a die and he gets a little riddle yeah. and quicksand. Yeah, the floor turns into quicksand. The hardwood floor becomes quicksand. Yeah.
1: This is so funny. Uh this is like one of those instances as uh I feel like as a group, millennials uh, feared quicksand, quicksand, and I was like, "This is one of those examples." Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: Jumanji definitely contributed to to the millennial fear of quicksand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he gets uh, gobbled up by the floor, and uh, luckily, like we said earlier, like when you should just like keep going really quickly. Yeah, Judy's smart. Yeah, Judy rolls the dice.
2: And it ends up like going back a turn and that stops the quicksand. So now Alan's like mostly through the floor, but his head's still poking through and his arms holding on to Sarah, who's going to fall through. Mm -hmm. He'll fall through if if he lets go of her Mm -hmm. or if she lets go of
1: him. Yeah. They're really cute.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very
1: close quarters for them.
2: And then Peter takes his turn, and he gets very large spiders. Ah! It's just like, I it goes spiders. through, like, childhood irrational fears. Uh-huh. I think that's that's part of what's so good and what scared me so much as a kid. It's like all the things you're scared of, like yeah. uh, rhinoceroses, crocodiles, uh, monsoon quicksand, spiders, uh, giant I- insects. It's yeah. like all the... Things kids have a rational fear of. And then this movie is like, what if that was all in your house? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And those spiders looked crazy. They look creepy. They did that, like, one close-up, mm. and you could see, like, it's, like, bangs, like, yeah. salivating, mm-hmm. poisonous. Mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Peter shouts to Alan that uh, his dad has an axe in the woodshed, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, or Alan shouts to Peter yes. that his dad has an axe in the woodshed. Peter, now pretty much I'd say 90% a monkey because yeah. the way he jumps, he does like a monkey jump mm-hmm. over to run to the shed he's making some monkey noises yeah. it's a good little bit, He he grabs the axe outside the shed, the shed's yeah. locked starts using the axe to open up the shed realizes he has the axe
1: yeah i love the the, the breaking of the fourth wall he looks at the camera like <laughs> i got it and then yeah. yeah he just
2: runs back and then
1: he runs into nora
2: yeah nora, she got she got back home yeah goes right into her bedroom to find a lion
1: <laughs> see like every turn it's something and she's just screaming at every turn and she uh, eventually like falls into the closet. A bunch of stuff falls in her, and then Peter uh, doesn't have time. Yeah, Peter He's locks like, her I'll in the closet, it later. which is really smart, right? Yeah, she might be safe. Yeah, there. she's the safest there.
2: Uh, now it's Sarah's turn, but as mentioned, if she lets go of Alan, then he goes through the floor or mm-hmm. something. So, <laughs> she, they put the dice in her mouth so she can spit them out. Yeah. It's like it's pretty smart. Yeah, and she rolls earthquake. Yeah, which comes right in time because the spiders about to kill Peter, Mm -hmm. and like right before it comes, like Peter and Judy are about to die, and they both say, "I wish our parents were here." Yeah, and then in comes the earthquake, which uh, scares away the spiders Mm -hmm. and frees Alan from the floor. Yeah, he's able to swing from the vines Mm -hmm. of the house all the way down to the The, first floor. Yeah, the the game is the board is going to like fall through and lose it, but he swings on the vines, grabs the game. And uh, saves the day once again. Mm-hmm. Until- Judy.
1: Judy's also. Judy was also um, stuck by one of those poisonous flowers. Right. Forgot to mention that. And so she's unconscious. Mm. Yeah. So pretty much, it, it has to end with uh, this next turn.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan freed from the floor, swings from her vine, saves the game. Maybe it's going to be all right until mm-hmm. enter Van Pelt. Yeah. He's got the gun right at, pointed right at Alan, mm-hmm. uh, tells Alan to put his hands in the air, mm-hmm. to drop whatever's in his hands.
1: Yeah. He's like, okay, yeah, sure. And he yeah. drops the dice. Drops the dice and we it's get slow
2: motion of the dice rolling. Mm-hmm. So you, like, you have time to be like, oh shit, it's a roll. Yeah. It's going to work out.
1: And the one dice falls even further, which uh, allows them more time to have a conversation. Yeah, they have like a whole speech. hmm
2: it's Alan really facing his fears. Van Pelt says, I don't know, Alan's, like, got the gun pointed at him, but he's not scared.
1: Yeah, and then he, uh, He's not afraid. Van is like, oh, now you're finally acting like a man.
2: Now you're a man, which, like, that dude looks just like his dad, so yeah. that's nice. And so he shoots him. He says, do you have any last words? Yeah. And Alan yes. says... Yes, yes. We see the dice rolled on a high number, but mm-hmm. we see the piece go to the end. Mm-hmm. The last words Alan says, "Jumanji."
1: Yeah. That's satisfaction. Yeah. And so he won the game. He won the game. And Sarah he- jumps in to like save him from getting shot. Yeah. And the bullet does that really cool thing where it starts to, the particles of it starts to starts break down. go back down. in the game. Yeah, it starts to go back in the game. Everything starts to get pulled mm-hmm. back into the game.
2: Everything. The whole house, pretty much. And yeah. uh, while that's all happening, Alan and Sarah are tightly embracing. Mm-hmm. And By the end of it, they're kids again.
1: Yes. Wow. It's 1969 again. They're
2: back in 1969. They remember children, everything. But they yeah. remember it. And uh, guess what? Alan's dad comes in and mm-hmm. Alan runs and hugs his dad. Yeah. And Alan's dad's like, I just saw you two seconds ago. I thought you were never talking to me again.
1: Yeah. They both apologize to each other, which is really cool that they have that, that moment right away where they were able to see, like, they were both just upset with each other. Yeah. And, and dad then,
2: says, you know what? You don't have to go to boarding school yeah, if we'll you don't talk want about to. It. Yeah. And also Alan, uh, right then admits that yes. he was responsible for the shoe. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it wasn't just him admitting to Carl at the one point. They really bring it full circle yeah. by having him own up to his uh, errors, yeah. to his dad. Mm-hmm. Alan and Sarah throw the game Jumanji into a river. Yeah, with a brick. As it goes down, yeah, they tie to a brick. As it goes down deeper into the water, we hear the drums. Yeah. And they're muffling and mm-hmm. going deeper, and mm-hmm. getting quieter. And then Sarah kisses Alan. hmm
1: Cute. Cute. They walk home together.
2: Then we go back to 1995.
1: Mm-hmm. Twenty six years later,
2: and it's Christmas. Yeah. And we see uh, adult Alan and Sarah again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan's in a Santa costume, which is fun. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas party. Sarah's, Sarah's pregnant. Yes, yeah, she is. They're married, expecting their first child, and uh, they run into. Um, or we we hear that Alan's parents are still alive, and uh, the business family business is going well. Yeah. And then he runs into. Um, Judy and Peter the kids yeah like the they kids. still remember playing games with the kids don't remember them though
1: the kids don't
2: I don't think so They were
1: kind of like giving them like these like intriguing looks right like they might know hmm.
2: uh, and then and then the the parents mm-hmm. of Judy and Peter show up and we find out that uh, their father is gonna be working for Alan yeah but first, They're going on a ski trip to Canada. And now it shouts, no! No! (laughs) And convinces uh, Judy and Peter's dad to uh, begin working earlier. Mm -hmm. And effectively uh, making sure that they don't die in this timeline. Saving their lives.
1: At least for now. Averting their deaths. The sequel is uh, Jumanji Final Destination. Final Destination, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs)
2: Um, And then the last thing we see... Uh, It's two French-speaking girls walking on the beach.
1: Okay, I thought it was French. Yeah,
2: they're French. Uh, And then we hear some drum beats as they're walking, and we see that Jumanji washed up on the shores of France. Mm -hmm. Sequel. Sequel. But not for many years, and now it's going to be a video game, game, and they're not French. It's, yeah, Yeah. it's the kid from Hereditary. Mm. (laughs) That's Jumanji. That's Jumanji.
1: That's it. That's the whole thing. I wonder
2: why they didn't do a sequel. Maybe Hollywood just wasn't as sequel. uh
1: hmm.
2: Sequel crazy back then. Maybe. Because they set it up well, and they did. Like the, there's, not there's even many like a di- many different ways it could go. Sequel,
1: yeah.
2: It's so a it's a fun, inventive idea. They made Zathora, which is like space Jumanji yes John Favreau made that mm. um that was fun I remember being like this is just space Jumanji yeah. and not really being into it because of that cause I've always been a hater <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I really like Jumanji is it a movie or a film though? what do you think? um it's like this question never crossed your mind. It's like this. Like never, you knew like, we were gonna oh get to <laughs> goodness.
1: I was hoping. Uh, Jumanji is a movie.
2: I think it's a movie.
1: Jumanji it's a movie.
2: Yeah. It's a movie. It's a, it's a thrill ride. Yeah. It's really entertaining. It's um, really entertaining. The emotional beats work really well, mm-hmm. I think. All the the stuff with um The characters are well thought out. Alan's kind of like a Peter Pan type. I mean, I know Robin Williams did Hook later, but, or before, before. I I think he did it before. But Alan's kind of like the the kid who doesn't want to grow up uh, that learns Mm -hmm. how to grow up because he hung out with some real kids. Yeah. Some nice stuff about standing up to fear, but also, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. It's yeah. not that you have to pretend you're not scared.
1: It's okay to admit um, your wrongs, and it's okay to show affection. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's being a man.
2: And if you start a game, finish it. Yes, you start play through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything.
1: <laughs> Some good lessons in here in this, yeah. in this kids movie.
2: Yeah. If yeah. if um. <laughs> Well, if the stampede's coming, you better run. Yeah. If it way. says it would be a blunder to stay where you are, then then don't don't enact that blunder. Uh, the riddles weren't that hard to decode. No,
1: they weren't. <laughs> the one with the lion was something about sharp sharp teeth mm. and like drink your blood or something. <laughs> and I was just like, "Yo, run! I don't know what this is, but run! Like it doesn't yeah. sound good. Don't just stand there."
2: Yeah, this is, a, this is definitely like my first horror movie. I know it's it's billed as a fantasy adventure, but I'd I'd say it's a kids horror movie. Mm-hmm. The scary stuff. Yeah, definitely. The sequel isn't.
1: It it doesn't have those beats.
2: No, it's more. It leans into the adventure. It's like more of an adventure comedy. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's more for laughs than scares or thrills.
1: Okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it.
2: Yeah. Uh we're we're gonna be back next week with even higher stakes. Yeah. The, really like the stakes are shooting up between are. this week and next week. I forget
1: what we're doing next week. Well I, I forget what the next two movies are. We picked them up, but I, I
2: can remind you after we finish this, because okay. I'm gonna let it be a surprise okay. for the listener.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um Is there a hint? Do you have a hint?
2: we've just increased the stakes. The the entire future of mankind is at stake in in our next week's uh, movie film. Okay. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Okay. Very high stakes. Got it. Uh, We are on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at movie film pod. And email us movie film pod at gmail.com. Tell us your Jumanji stories. How would you play? Yeah. What do you think of the sequels? Uh, Tell us about Aladdin about uh robin versus will smith
1: yeah let's talk about robin williams yeah and uh tune in next week did you talk about the youtube
2: yeah i mentioned okay. at movie film pod right
1: okay yeah yeah
2: yeah. yeah. we're there
1: yeah we're we're there talk to us shout out to logan logan left us our first uh comment mm. on our uh, idle hands
2: uh podcast he said he loves it great awesome we love we love your love yes we love the love. We love you too uh, thanks for listening to movie movie film film.